Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. They got your weekend geek covered. And you? You're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 340 of The Sith List. I am one of your hosts, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Buargoya. The man we call Crunch. I guess he's, we can't call him Crunch Crunch because he's not here. We should be called the short list tonight, not the Sith List. Because uh, we're running short. No Eric, no less. We miss you guys. Um, but, um, we're going to forge on and try to, uh, make this a, a decent podcast. The man we call the king of all pods, Mr. King Tom Chansky. What is up, buddy? Present. Yes. Clear and present. No danger. Speaking of danger. Not yet. The man that I call little Randy. What is up, buddy? <laughs> Hi. My little Italian. I love him. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Man, tonight is an interesting one, man. We got <laughs> denounced by science and uh, faith. Yes, that is true. That is true. Oh, gosh. God. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> I just got what you were talking about. There yeah. you go. Yes, that was good. It's just hard for me to think of less a scientist, but you're right. He wears the coat. No, oh, no, he's a scientist. Yeah, for sure. Only problem, like if he gets into like a ra- radioactive chamber and he turns into Bruce Banner. Oh, my God. That's what he That'd wants. That's why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, he for wants sure. to not be the Hulk. Oh, he would be Red Hulk. For sure. There you go. Yeah. Crazy. Well, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in to 340. We're going to have a good time regardless of who's here and who's not. But we do <laughs> miss those two wonderful lads. And um, they'll be back next week. And um, uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, Boo, I'll start with you. I, you. The Internet's a little shaky over there where you're at. Um, I think Is it? you're oh. on America Dial-Up. America, American Dial-Up. What the fuck? American Online. <laughs> I guess it was, it was a Dial-Up in America. Yeah, it was Dial-Up. Though, yeah. It was, yeah. Um, how's it um, going? It's it's good. I got to do a, a a Google uh, internet Uh-oh. but I'm doing good. I'm doing everything's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. We heard you have to do a Google Exo. That's what we heard right now. That's uh, speed test. Oh, you, you said speed. Is test. it really that bad? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's going in and out. Yeah. it's okay. Uh, maybe a router. Ch- maybe a router turn off on. 
Um, yeah, yeah, you might want to try. Sometimes, yeah, it helps it. if you uh, turn it off and turn it back. I've on. heard that's 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 the thing. Unplug yeah. it. Unplug yeah. it and plug yeah. it in. Yes. Yeah. Let it power. Randy, speaking of unplugging and plugging in, how are you doing, bud? Uh, you know what? Speaking of that, I'm doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> good, good, good. King Tom Chansky, what is up? And uh, um, how is everything, man? I love the blue is, hair is still killing it. Thank you. Everything is uh, coming in at 9,600 baud. Just hoping my wife doesn't pick up the phone. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. 9,600. Remember those goddamn discs that would come in the mail? But how happy <laughs> you were when the new one came out? Not even so much a disc, but just how many you would get. Yeah, you get a lot. Like the marketing. Right. My God. God, they spent a lot of money. Yeah. They did. <sighs> and then it was all like fake. They used yeah. like a ton of accounting tricks to make it yeah. look like they were making a profit and they never did. No, no, they did yeah. not. Uh, remember the group? Remember, did you guys used to go in the group chats and everything? Oh, back yeah. Back then? Yeah. And you take like, that was all you could do in the beginning. A picture. Yeah. Those are good times yeah the past great well i'm glad everybody's doing great um we're gonna uh we'll give us jump, jump into the uh, shenanigans real quick guys check us out sithless.com for all things sithless patreon youtube podcast a conglomerate of of media is what we are oh there goes boo boo's gonna try to restart oh. his yeah. thing yeah he just talked um, to his uh isp right exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly uh anything uh interesting you guys happen in the world of uh of youtube uh, of youtube no youtube oh oh um like bono yeah bono on the edge and and adam clayton and larry larry mullen Ooh, i just named Good all of them yeah wow. thanks no i do um no i not i can't think of it. i don't think i watched anything this week wow you must be busy really? randy yeah well, yeah. yeah yeah uh how about you uh king tom um yeah uh continuing season two of um the hunters Ooh. i think we have like uh two or three episodes left we just finished the one where they were uh in the house ambush in the house oh gosh yes yes mm-hmm. that's a great it's one very intense very intense this show is nothing yeah. but intense and yeah. another show that you know i've been talking about the last couple of weeks but oh i binged watched almost a full season of this show me and lorena and i was talking to les last night and he said that he's heard that the mayor of kingstown is the wire on crack or on steroids he said and i said that is a perfect analogy because we were sitting there and after episode eight Lorena looked at me and said I don't think I want to do this anymore with the show and she said I really love this show but this is the most intense thing I've ever seen and like and like dark very very dark um, it is like the wire I wasn't expecting it to go to these levels of uh, of storylines and and prison life and uh, it's just it's it's phenomenal and i and i know it's going to be one of those shows when it's on season three and it's going to get on netflix somehow or somewhere and people are going to like binge the hell of it and and talk about it and it's going to be the last season (laughs) you know like schitt's creek was Mm -hmm. but yeah if you haven't had a chance definitely watch it renner is just a powerhouse in this thing 
Yes, everybody is, but Jeremy Renner. And Littlefinger is the main villain pretty much in this from uh, Game of Thrones. He's a he's an ass in this as well. So I watched that. I'm trying to think. I think that's the only thing I've been really watching. Um, I can't think of anything else. Boo, have you uh, have you seen anything? Yeah, I've been watching, or I uh, I finished season two of uh, the Hunters. Finished oh, okay. uh, season two of the Hunters. Um, didn't like it as much as season one. Didn't like it as much okay. as season one. Like they were kind of just dithering about a little bit. Like they had this okay. grand idea. And then they right. kind of didn't uh, know yeah, how to King, get King Thomas. King Thomas watching it right now, so don't don't. don't oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see what I could. Yeah, just just, just a little. Yeah, okay. I can see what he's yeah. ta- what, what you're talking about, boo. Mm-hmm. But uh, but overall, good, good, uh, cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I and, and I think the characters are great. It's uh, it and and I think it, it. I would like to see. I would like to see more. I would like to see. More. I'm not sure if they're going to, but I it I. If they gave it a couple more seasons or maybe one more, I'd, I'd be I'd be a happy camper. But yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, I like to see one more season of that show. And they and they oh well, let's let's uh, let's not say what happened at the end. But okay, I'm glad I'm glad everybody watched some things. Uh, box office was a little different this week, guys. Just a little different. So let's uh, jump into the box office. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fredo. All right, guys, weekend box office results. Avatar finally gets dethroned by Knock at the Cabin. M. Knight, four number ones in a row. Despite earning its lowest opening of M. Knight's career, his new thrill, uh, thriller managed to take number one away from the way of the water, which finished in third behind 80 for Brady. Guys. So uh, not only was it not number one, it was number three. Knock out, knock out the woods, 14.2 million, 80 for Brady, 12.5 million. Avatar Way of the Water, 10.8. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 7.9. And BTS, yet to come in cinemas, 6.28. If it's yet to come in cinemas, yeah, how did it make 6.28? <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one, right? Um, you have to come in cinemas. That makes me, well, you know, it's a, it's a name. I think, you know, yeah. isn't anyone here a BTS fan? No BTS fans. <laughs> you got to let it play out, though, man. I can't. It ends right there, bro. Oh, that's oh. No fun. yeah. I know it's no fun. Uh, BTS. I don't dislike him, and I don't like him. I don't know anything really. I mean, I haven't really given him a shot, except for those commercials, Samsung. Mm, I think I might have got one of their uh, McDonald's meals one time. BTS? Yeah. BTS they have meal. one of those? Yeah, oh. they did. They did. That's pretty cool. They're <laughs> yeah, huge. I guess so. They're, yeah. Well, no, they're actually the same size as most of the meals. No, I, I meant the... Uh, that's very good. The, yeah, that's what I meant. Very good. Well done. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Or a really bad one. What was What was different about the meal? Um, I think it was like a, they had like a specific sauce that came with like the things that you usually get. This is how BTS likes to eat their McDonald's apparently. Mm. That was like a honey, like spicy honey or something. Like Those that. saucy sons of bitches. Yeah. Well, Avatar uh, ended up making 1.195 billion dollars. So couldn't do two billion, huh, buddy? <laughs> 
wasted ah, potential. Right. <laughs> 1.2 billion. My God, it's well, a lot of money. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Oh, I'm sorry. That was an old take there. Oh. Avatar made $2.176 billion. I was about uh, to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was waiting for you to figure it out. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, it's already over two. I have, I have an, uh, yeah. That's just the You just sound like a hater. Yeah. yeah. I'm not hating. I swear to God, I'm not hating. You <laughs> haven't seen it. You're, you're trying to discount how much money it's made. Right. Mm-hmm. Real, real James Cameron move over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, congrats, James. Congrats. Anybody watch the Grammys this last weekend? No? Nobody watched the Grammys? Not the whole. Brittany wanted to watch in the vid, and then she wanted to watch some clips. Yeah. I thought it was all yeah. right. BTS wasn't there this year. I heard Beyonce was there, though. Yes, she was. And they gave her you know, her two Academy, her two Grammys a year, no matter if she has she an album there. or not. And she still hasn't won what album of the year? She still hasn't won album of the year. They just won't give it to her, you know. Mm-hmm. But whatever. She did get the record for most Grammys in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won. She's doing uh, all right. Yeah, she's got like thirty-two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looked great. She was late though. Uh, she was stuck in traffic for the first forty minutes, so she couldn't get her first. A lot of people were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they, the, was... the, the delay the actual the whole show by an hour. Yeah, it was. It was pretty late. It was crazy. Um, the interesting part was they had a great fantastic 50 years of hip-hop live uh, performance and they pulled it off and they got people and artists from the early days of hip-hop all the way to the uh, mumble rappers of today and it <laughs> was uh i sound like the old prospect the old prospector you'll get off my lawn no i mean I, I got no problems with like mumble rap but like watching 50 years of it and getting to the point where it's today's artists. You're like, oh shit, man! What a huge, massive difference it is. Mm. Uh, but it was great. They had Public Enemy come out. They had De La Soul. They had LL Cool J. They had Busta Rhymes, Wu Tang. They were all there for a little, like, thirty second mm-hmm. snippets of their most famous songs. So if you get a chance to go on YouTube and check it out, um, it's definitely worth watching. Pretty, pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Really it is weird to see like where. Uh, I guess commercial hip hop has went like in the last, I guess like 20, 25 years. Yeah, it's really or music in general, almost. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look back at like I was thinking about this a few days ago about like in like the mid nineties was like that last time where you could hear something on the radio that kind of went against the system, sort of. And then that yes. kind of goes away after like mid nineties and definitely stops in the early two thousands. And now it's just all pretty much, I don't want to be like that guy, but yeah, it just, it has become very, very commercial. Oh, 100%. Even to That's the, the, the things There's that really people sing about. The, totally yeah. No, nobody's really rattling the cage. Well, Kendrick is mm-hmm. Kendrick still is doing his thing. Um, but I'm even in just in general music, you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like like rock, rock music. Uh, like that is uh, like who's who's like being the social, who's being that social drum anymore? There's really no one, correct? Well, I mean, as far as we know, yeah. As far as we know, yeah, but we're old. We're yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're probably not the target. This is a cool little segue because our 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 uh, friend Lumberjack Nick sent us an email. He said, "Hey y'all, sorry I haven't written much lately." But I was sitting here listening to my favorite album, which is Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, for people that don't know, and reminiscing about the time I got to watch Brian Wilson play 
in its entirety at a show in Las Vegas. Uh, it got me wondering what are, what all of you all's what all of y'all's favorite album is and what your most favorite memory of it is. Ooh, Lumberjack Nick, what a great question. Mm. Ooh, really, I would favorite. say Pet Sounds is definitely on that short list. Pet Sounds is uh, when I think of, of like. Well, just when I, when I think of like my favorite albums, I think of like albums I can listen front to back, and they are like there's not like a song that I'm unhappy to hear on the playlist. Like it mm -hmm. just like thematically all works for me. Yeah, like a, an album, I, I think like as a piece, like it collectively, I like, cohesively all makes sense, and I think Pet Sounds is definitely at least on the top five of those those kind of albums for me. It's a game changer that album. Yeah. Even even got the Beatles going. Hey, well, what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, and I probably put Revolver on there. Revolver, uh, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, never mind. You? I would put. Oh, on never there. mind. Um, you I'd know what? Put the Blue yeah. album on there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a Decemberist album I really really like that I would put on there. Cool. I yeah, think, think for me, it's... top to bottom. I would say uh, there's three of them. Depeche Mode's Violator is one of my favorite albums of all time, start to finish. Uh, that album is just amazing. Uh, gosh, Nevermind is it's just it just kicks ass, and there's not a bad song on Nevermind. And the and and that's like my high school memory was Nevermind. So yeah, uh, that brings back a lot for me and then what happened to him and just still shitty to stay it's tough even thinking about what happened and there was a third one and i just forgot oh okay computer um uh, radiohead's okay computer or radiohead's bends or or radiohead's kid a i mean we can go a lot down the list with radiohead but that uh just great so king tom uh my answers are going to be entirely when predictable yeah, uh, I'm, I'm into this uh, little band called Weezer, uh, and Randy kind of mentioned the Blue Album, and I just think back to the first time I heard it. Um, you know, I wasn't into music for a while, and then I kind of got back into it later on in high school. And you know, I knew the Sweater song, I knew Buddy Holly, and I got I got the album, and I'm listening to it, and I like the songs. But then there's a song in the second half of the album called "In the Garage," and um, the first line of the song, uh, you know, he's talking. I got Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah. I've got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler yeah. too. Yeah, uh, two so X Men, cool. and like it, it, it. You know, it was the first time I ever like could connect with someone who was right. singing something. Um, and you know, the the, the song right before that is um, "Say It Ain't So," which is about having a stepfather who drinks. Right. And I had at that point next stepfather who drank, and oh, shit. you know, I was really able to relate to that. Um, but something else cool, um, last year Weezer did this thing called Seasons where they came out with a different seven-song album on the first day of each season. And, um, you know, I, I, I got them the day they came out, in some cases a day or two early, earlier than they came out. Um, but I listened to them with my daughter. And, you know, she's she's really getting it. And it's not where I'm making her listen to it. She wants to listen to it on her, on her own. Um <laughs> But just to watch her reaction and, you know, some songs and, and in some seasons she likes a lot more than others. Um, 
but you know we've also been listening to a lot of rivers demos and stuff he's released on his own and to hear like some of the things that he's incorporated from that into these songs and just like to see the the light bulb go off and experience and share that with someone else that that's really cool that's awesome it's awesome yeah that is so cool yeah i make malik listen to certain bands uh, he has no choice <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, by, and by the way, I don't want to leave off uh, Pearl Jam 10, by the way, from start to finish is pretty ridiculously good. And Interpol's Turn On Your Bright Lights, I think, for a first album. Mm-hmm. It, it made me feel like they've been doing it for 40 years. And I couldn't believe that they made that album as their first album. Uh, so uh, Interpol's, yeah, Turn On Your Bright Lights is phenomenal. And, and you know, for memory. Wasn't that a Neil Diamond song? Turn on your bright lights. Turn on your bright lights. That is, that's the, no, that's the, the old diamond. A lot of people don't know this. That's a song that he did on the ET soundtrack mm-hmm. and it became a number one hit. Yeah. Turn on your heart, heart light. Heart light. Mm-hmm. And let it shine wherever you go. <laughs> hey, um, so, so Lumberjack Nick, I, I don't know if you're a patron or not, but if you are a patron people, this is my Nirvana ticket from 1993. And wow. he unfortunately passed away three months later um, to this. And then I also found, because I cleaned out the garage, oh, boo, you're going to be very surprised. Our three-car garage is not a one-car garage anymore. It's a two-car garage. Um, we cleared it out, and I found a bunch of cool stuff. And I also found my Interpol ticket back in the day, signed by them when I met them. Um, so I have great fond memories of those two bands. Boo, how about you? Yeah, just just a couple albums. Uh, probably uh, Led Zeppelin two for sure. Oh, okay. One of my favorites. Jesus. I could just yeah. that would probably be my Desert Island album. Mm, that's I gotta one. admit, to be like, I'd be like, okay, I I got something. I'm I'm good. I can live my life. I'll be okay. And then probably another one is uh, Graduation. Uh, the Graduation. I remember when that came out. I was a f- freshman in high school. Freshman in high school. And that was my my first period morning routine was listening to the entire album throughout first period. And that was that was year, I, that was my year freshman was year. Uh two thousand seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. yeah. And then two thousand seven again two thousand eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was that was that was my morning routine freshman year, which is letting letting the album go. Right. Have you seen those uh, the Kanye hats? That's how the, the, it's like the MAGA hat, but it says make Kanye 2005 again. No. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, that's pretty good. I wish. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Those are great albums, man. Uh, the early Kanye were bangers. Too bad he's lost yeah. his goddamn mind. And Zeppelin uh, one through four, phenomenal. And you, Incredible. And, yeah. And, and Dark Side you you could take, you could take any one of them, but yeah, but that, yeah, Led Zeppelin two is. Didn't, uh, Boo, do you remember that we were a trip to Vegas that I played you Dark Side of the Moon for the first time? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was a trip. I wish we had a. I think I fell asleep. No, you didn't fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. No. That was yeah, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Lumberjack Nick. That was cool, man. Um, see what happens when the other guys aren't here. We're not just talking about, uh, you know, fun stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, the uh, the internet's pretty bad on your side, Boo. <laughs> Still, fuck. I I, re- I did the router thing and everything. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I'm just uh, bandwidth. Fuck. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. People, we'll get through this together. Guys, let's talk a little Star Wars. There was some stuff that happened. Thrawn. I can't wait till like Thrawn really pops out 
in one of these live action things and he sounds nothing like this Thrawn. (laughs) 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 That would suck. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. King Tom, remember we talked to Mark Thompson about that very uh, question about, uh, well, we didn't really ask him a question. We just told him that your voice has pretty much molded how Thrawn's voice was in Rebels and now Mm -hmm. pretty much how it's going to be molded in, done in the live action if allegedly he's in it. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool, Mark Thompson. It was. It was cool. We had that conversation. Yeah, it was really cool. So Eric uh, is not going to be here, but uh, King Tom Chansky is going to take over. Well, sweet, man. We got two episodes <laughs> of The Bad Batch today. Sweet, and man. I, I watched these, and my first thought was, Araj is going to be pissed. Yes. I was a little upset. I didn't know. You texted me this morning. Are you, aren't you pissed? And I was like, no, I actually like these episodes. But I didn't, I didn't get what you were saying. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I thought they were strong excellent episodes um i loved where they went um with kind of setting up you know how what happened to the clone troopers um and then the big kind of reveal switcheroo at the end that it's something they've done in other stories where they've shown that palpatine is playing every side and no matter um how a situation turns out he will use that to his advantage and use the triumphs that others think they have to defeat them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I thought, I agree with you. I thought the stories were really strong, really strong. And it felt like it's interesting because there, there's a bunch of people at work that have gone into the bad batch and they, two of them in different occasions asked me today, I hadn't seen the episodes, but does it move the story forward? Because this season seems like they're just like, like muddling around. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I get what you're, how you, what you're saying, but this, these two definitely move the stories forward. And I thought they did something that we've been waiting for. Uh, non, I mean, we're going to spoil this obviously for people yeah. that haven't seen it. Um, it tells us exactly how the stormtroopers came about Yep, and, and how the clone troopers were dissolved. And, and, and why they were stopping, who was really behind it in the first place. And then who took that idea and switched, did a little switcheroo on that. Mm-hmm. So it was really rad, man. That's really cool. So, so question for you, King Tom, was it uh, Palpatine's original idea or did he just take his idea and just, uh, and just massage it and maneuver it? That is a good question. And I've seen some, debate about that about what his original intent you could see you know ever since early last season they were doing that like squad of normal non-clone humans right and so it it feels like the empire was going that way um and you know decommissioning camino and then moving the th- that's the one thing you know they moved the clones to that one planet at the end of, or the, the cloning facilities to that one planet at the end yeah um of last season we haven't seen any 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 follow-up no. of that yet 
But you would think that the, the Empire's greatest goal, and therefore Palpatine's greatest goal, is to move to the Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper program. However, the way it ended up here, he got the um, Senate to sign off on it anyway. Yeah, right. And say, yeah. okay, you know, it's this one guy, and we don't, you know, he could just be, this could all be a show. He could still have some power somewhere, but it's not that this is a problem. It's that guy was a problem. We're going to do the program anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And I love seeing Captain Rex. It's great yeah. seeing him. Um, um, yeah, what, it's good. One thing, and um, this is something I was talking with uh, a friend of the podcast, Emily Lind, about. Lindo. Um, she she know she said something about it. I'm like, yeah, this that kind of bugged me. But the voice actor for Bail Organa was bad. It's a guy named Phil Lamar. He did Bale's voice during the Clone Wars too, and it it did not sound like it, it sounded awful. like he was trying to put too much of an accent on it. Um, and he didn't have that problem during the Clone Wars. No, Jim, Tom, Jimmy I Smith, asked less during the reaction last night if it was John Carlos Esposito. I mean, if you go back and listen to it, it sounds like Giancarlo Esposito. Really? Yeah. Mm. Go back and listen to it. It's crazy. Um, and, I, and I had to look it up. But I was like, oh, no, it's not Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Yeah, yeah The guy's a professional <laughs> voice actor. He's done a ton of other things. He did bail in the Clone Wars. But it's just really bad here. Yeah. Mm. It, it wasn't good. Yeah. Boo, yeah. Did you get a chance to? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, oh. I, I, I cop. I thought it was, but at least the some of the best. Uh, I, I think if you if you separate it, I was like, this is a great episode. You know, you got the political intrigue and the you know the the backhanded stuff going. Uh, I have a question though. So when when the senator essentially rampart, you know, before he he's actually removed, she exposes him. Did did Palpatine? pivot or was that his plan because i think he pivoted he said i'll do it myself you know he did a thanos where he grabs the gauntlet yeah i'll i'll handle it myself then and the stormtrooper program going myself instead of having this jackass yeah you know, that's essentially what, that was, be, yeah that was my question yeah. dude yeah i think i think it was his plan all along but he took advantage of the discontent regarding rampart Gotcha, gotcha. He's like, well, let me get rid of this guy and get my program going. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was, I was like, it that's was like, because if, if that was his plan the whole time, I was like, that's pretty ballsy. I was like, that's that's genius. It's like, goddamn, because, that's good. Because this stuff came out about, you know, destroying Camino, he was able just to pin that on Rampart. Say, that, yeah. Oh, that's that guyy's plan. Yeah. By he's way, an asshole. Storm- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well go yeah. ahead with this stormtrooper thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect timing. Hey, look at that. Jesus. Yeah. I, I did definitely tease for me though. You're right, King Tom. I was a little upset. Like we're gonna go to the Martez sisters' garage, and we're not gonna see Rafa. Like what? Did, what did what Rex say? What if they, they're they're off planet or something yeah, like they're that? Busy. They're off planet. Well, well, they're not here in my house. I can tell you that much. <laughs> my goodness, is there a chance we see these sisters in live action in Ahsoka? That maybe. Oh, interesting. They get so civilized. They'll be a lot older, though, right? Yeah, they yeah, would be. They would be. I'm not hating. 
Um, anyone have anything else about uh, the ba- today's well, Bad Batch episodes? Just uh, the animation's just top notch, man. Mm-hmm. Animation looks beautiful, and every episode I, I go, wow, animation looks great. Wow, seems like it's getting better in each episode. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, storylines were, were great in this one. I I really enjoyed it. And it's interesting that the first episode seven didn't have any of the Bad Batch in it, and still was a pretty you know, yeah. decent episode. So it's a lot, a lot well better done. than the last episode without any of the Bad Batch in it. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> they had a OG Bad Batch, King Tom. Can't yeah. say, yeah. I, uh, I, I saw something on Twitter. I, I completely forgot who it was from. I apologize, but somebody brought up the fact that it's and and this week kind of helped bolster it. Do you think that the Bad Batch is going to eventually disperse? Where everybody goes to where they want to be. So you have Tech. He was racing thing and he was liking it. He's like, this is something I can do. You see Wrecker on Kashyyyk. Where these are my kind of people. And then and then this episode, you see uh, Echo go with Rex. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm gonna go. I I feel drawn to this. I'm hoping I'm gonna go do something. And I was like. This week kind of re- refreshed my mind on that. I was like, "Oh shit, maybe that person." I remember who we were on Twitter. Uh, this is totally stealing your idea, but I was like, "Huh?" It's okay, because like, because you got to wonder how long is the Bad Batch show gonna go? And you want them to have sort of an ending as they can. You know, there's still shit going on. You know, you see Rex later on in uh, um, episode. You see him on. Uh, uh, the forest moon, you know, they, 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 they confirmed that the old guy with the white hair, that's him. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was, you know, he continues in some fashion. So I was, I was wondering, do you, do you think that that would be okay? And how many more seasons until we get a, you know, the bad batches, you know, no more. That's a good point. I, I like this theory. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. It kind of gives them all a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's champion trying to suck down some of that drink right there? <laughs> All you see is a little straw. I got I to gotta mute it, too, because that thing sounds like I'm fucking like a cowbell. Like I'm fucking I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring the cows home. I swear to God. So I have to mute every time I, I, I need a swig. I, I love the thing. It's brand new. I, I had to get rid of my That's old one. Champion. But it just it just sounds like, uh, yeah, like a cowbell going That's off. Awesome, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but other, there is some other Star Wars news out. Um, Ooh, we all know Mandalorian, um, season three is going to premiere, I think March 1st. Uh, they announced, Disney announced that Mandalorian season one, episode one will air on ABC, FX and Freeform on oh, February yeah. 24th. They did something similar with, um, Andor a few months back and we all kind of talked about whether it would be effective, but they're doing it again with an old episode of Mandalorian. Um, so... I'll see if that'll drum up some interest. Um, speaking of the next season of Mandalorian, um, Joseph Shirley, who is the composer for Book of Boba Fett, he'll take over, over as composer for Mandalorian season three from Ludwig yeah. uh, Göransson. That's um, big. Yeah, uh, I I liked the music on Book of Boba Fett, and I I felt it fit just like the music from the Mandalorian. Um, you guys have any reaction to that? I uh, know I'm down. I'm, I like when they do new things and change it up and mm-hmm. uh, more power to them, man. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I like to see the uh, Kiner brothers get a chance at live action. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. I'm really impressed with them. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, we uh, we found out, I think this came out the day after we recorded. Um, Vision Season 2 will premiere all at once on May the 4th. Did oh. we have that last week? Yeah, yeah, oh, no. yeah. I don't remember that from last week, no. No, we, I don't remember that either. Yeah, and they, oh, they, you know what? Um, they announced the <laughs> studios. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's, I don't think there are any Japanese studios in the lineup, but they're animation studios from all over the world, and... Boo. Oh, the yeah. studio that did Wallace and Gromit is doing son of an episode of Vicious. I called in a favor. Called in a favor to Bobby <laughs> I. I was a solid, you know. I I brought you back in. I got I got Che pick out. I brought you back in, so you owe me. So you know, just give him a call. I I I think they're available. So yeah, but Bobby a, a favor from Wallace and Gromit creators. Damn right. Like, can you mind working on this lowly IP? Yeah, yeah, just busy. yeah, yeah, just just you know, do whatever you. I, I know it'll be great. So actually, be pretty fucking well, cool. But what yeah. I would love to happen from this is if whatever they make, it redefines the canon of Star Wars from here on. <laughs> That's what I want from this Wallace and Gromit production. The next Star Wars movie will be claymation. The whole thing. <laughs> yes. I hope. Yeah, I hope. You know, I um. I can't believe that that this is going through. No, I, I can't mean, believe it. Wallace and Gromit or yeah, no Wallace, no Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> dude. Like it, it's it lends more to the point that we've manifested this into the ether. You know, for sure, with all mm-hmm. these good vibes that we've given Wallace and Gromit over the years. We love Wallace and Gromit here. Like, Damn right. Finally, like someone was talking about them, and Wallace and Gromit heard. All right. Like we're ready to come get back out there. Boo, I think you're sounding way better now because um, – so we told Boo to get off visually. Not that we don't want to see his face, but um, he, he sounded like uh, a Decepticon uh, for yeah. the last 30 minutes. Uh, Boo uh, – do, do, do I sound better now because I'm about to turn off this? amazing the, right now. Oh, wonderful. You, you guys phenomenal. are doing me a favor because I could turn off this damn ring light. So you know what? <laughs> it works out for any, everyone. I'm not no, going you, blind. No, yes. you, yeah, you, uh, you sound great now. Fantastic. Anyway. I, right. I just hope our um, Sith list influence doesn't manifest in a Star Wars GoBots team up next year. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my yeah. God. Don't even yeah. say that. It's a double-edged sword. You have to be careful what you put out there. Yeah, don't even uh, say be careful what you shit. wish for. Uh, um, sometime in the spring, I'm not sure of the exact release date, but the uh, Jedi Fallen Order sequel Jedi Survivor will be released. And, yeah. Araj, I believe you have some... Um, Gameplay footage. preview footage. Yeah, I got some uh, this for Mon- the people Monday or Tuesday, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, this looks pretty cool, man. Uh, if people that are watching on uh, Patreon, uh, totally digging how the style is. I mean, it looks just like the last one, which looked great. Uh, people that are listening, uh, you can go on uh, YouTube and check it out. IGN did a special uh, nine-minute preview of actual gameplay, and it's uh, you know for you guys that have played. Uh, looks pretty similar correct randy and uh, king tom you played this right yeah as well. it looks i mean graphically it looks very similar but again you can already kind of tell that they're making a lot larger maps mm-hmm. oh okay which yeah. makes sense because we were talking about before that he has like a glider or something now if i remember correctly okay uh, which um the be, one oh thing- no they had mounts mounts so yeah. because of mounts you would have to make the world bigger to uh lend itself to that right yeah 
I really like how here he has double lightsabers mm-hmm. um, because there was a double lightsaber option, but essentially it was taking one double saber and just using it separately for a little right. bit, which uh, was not really a double saber, but it, it does look good here. Um, I have your microphone, a lightsaber yeah. chopper. I, no, I hit my microphone and it's. <laughs> you know, uh, um, I have seen some people man. say there's a lot of uh, violence against animals. Oh, you know what? I noticed that. But these animals are fake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like people need to like figure out that sometimes they should just shut up, just (laughs) just not talk. Like, not everything's your chance to be an activist, right? You're you're being an activist uh, is something that doesn't exist. No, no. But I I remember playing Red Dead Redemption the first one, and I think I killed all the buffalo, and I got an achievement for it, and I felt bad. (laughs) I felt bad. So not I, I agree. Not everybody needs to be an activist about everything, especially like fake animals. But I killed the last buffalo, and I was like, "Fuck!" Now I feel bad. All the buffalo are gone. <laughs> and this, you know, this you're, was you're on Red list. Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first oh, yeah, one. Yeah, dude, but if, if you don't feel something killing those animals, though, then we got a yeah. problem. <laughs> like you, you're definitely not allowed to go to Catalina anymore, boo. No, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Like, well, the people that don't know, Catalina is an island off of uh, the Pacific Ocean, and there's a ton of buffalo because they used to do movies there, and they left a bunch of buffaloes there, and now there's a massive bu- buffalo population there that shouldn't really be there. So there's your history lesson. I'm fine so, with yeah. out javelinas though. Javelinas? Javelinas need to go. Yeah, they're yeah. trouble, man. Like so, so, what's that? The pi- there's a pixie song called Javelina. Yeah, yeah, there is a pixie song called yeah. Havelina. Absolutely. Uh, underrated band. I think that's where I got my idea of taking them all out. <laughs> okay. That pixie yeah. song. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so um, uh, definitely looks cool. Abu, did you yeah. play this? No, no, no. I, I, I didn't play it. It, it didn't, didn't intrigue me that much. It it's looks insane, great. Man. I know. I know. It's it, a really it, fun it looks story. Great. Like yeah, not even just, like the gameplay wise, the story itself is like interesting to go huh, through and, yeah. oh, and unwrap like, like the little mysteries of each side uh, plot as you're going. Mm. It's, it's cool. It has like a little vibe of I'm not sure if you ever played like Knights of the Old Republic. It has a little bit of light version of that, but with more okay. fun gameplay, I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. My yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely probably will give it a shot at some point, but yeah, it, it's hasn't been really that high on my list. But yeah, the game looks great, and I'm just happy that they're making Star Wars games and they're successful and they're not crap. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. true that, true that. Yeah, and I love watching people play um, on YouTube. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting down for the first one at the in Orlando when Randy right next to me. We were watching the. Um, the con, remember the presentation? Uh, oh, so yeah. Chicago. Yeah. We, we kind of oh, sorry, Chicago. It, yeah, Chicago, my bad. Like where every single new person who came on stage is like, we're kind of going for like a Clint Eastwood vibe. Yeah. Like, dude, we get it, dude. Yeah, All right, no, Clint Eastwood no is really cool, man. Calcastus yeah, is becoming very popular, though, in, in the community, Star Wars community. So I, I would I don't understand why they won't utilize him. Well, maybe they have plans, but he's, he's a good actor. He looks like that guy. He sounds like him because he is that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Use them. I think. Yeah. Well, they've said they have a trilogy story in mind, so I think they want to get through the tri- trilogy first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that could take a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 going to be interesting to see where the story like leads him off at the where he's left off at the end of these three games. Because mm-hmm. as much as yes, he does, he would fit in because he is the actor. 
like you just run into a situation of what timeline is he going to be left in? Like, do we already yeah. have like oversaturation in that area? It just becomes like, are we going to make the fan service choice or is that actually, do we have a good story to tell him that that doesn't step on the toes of everything else? No, that would be fan service, buddy. Yeah. That'd be a Obi-Wan Cal Kestis lethal weapon type. Uh, oh, sequel to Kenobi. Lethal weapon. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome. That, if that would be. You and McGregor said that. <laughs> I'm getting like, over the shit. Cal's just a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, Cal's just yeah. He's he just he's, he just he's like, I'll show you crazy. Yeah, yeah. You want to see animal killing? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they've already like banter. taken so many of the good beats of the first game and put them into Obi Wan, like. Revo was oh yeah, yeah clearly yeah. a reskin of uh, the uh, second sister, right? Very. Yeah, I remember so. watching it with you. You're you're constantly saying, "Wow, look at that! It looks just like they got this from uh, the game." Yeah, which Very is cool. cool and all. I just wish I, when you see that stuff happen, I just wish there would be more of like just so you know we got this from these other writers who worked on this other thing. <laughs> An inspiration. You know, like yeah. it, there was this one writers who like made like the yeah. <laughs> framework of all this, but. We're just going to call it Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Power Rangers and Voltron. Don't get me started on Power no, Rangers. Let's man. Just, no, okay. um, cool, man. So, yeah, there you go. There you have yeah. it. Um, few other star- two other Star Wars items. Um, they announced this week there is going to be a new novel, Crimson Climb by E.K. E. Johnson, coming in October. Um, that, that's going to handle Kira and what happened to her after Han left Coruscant. Kind of her early days with uh, Crimson Dawn. She's currently involved in the um, Hidden Empire comic series, uh, which is the third part of the Kira trilogy, um, written by Charles Soule, um, taking place between Empire and Jedi. And basically, she is using Crimson Dawn to try and take down the Sith. I don't think it's it'll go Crimson well for it. I don't think it's going to work. The, the novel is Crimson <laughs> Climb. Crimson Climb. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the 93 um, at troubadour and they were so good <laughs> i'm sure they were um and then finally final item i have uh daisy ridley has been doing some press for a mo- uh, movie that she is producing and starring in now um, but she was asking about um star wars the future of ray um and she told was this variety Raj? Yes, variety. Shirt. Yeah, variety. Uh, we've all gone through a massive change in the last three years with lots of crazy things happening, so I really don't know if there are plans. I just don't know. But ultimately, I loved my experience. I love what I got to do, and I love the people I got to work with. So should that happen again, even once, amazing. Because the dream is to make, be really be around nice people that make you feel good and feel heard while you do good work. So she had nothing but good things to say about working with Ryan and J.J., and Lucasfilm, and and it sounds like she would go back if she had the chance. Yeah, it doesn't. That, I mean, that doesn't really necessarily surprise me. Never got any impression that um, anyone had uh, a bad experience on on set or during the production. I think mm-hmm. even what she, everything she is saying, she's still pointing towards <laughs> not saying the fans. <laughs> yeah right like she's all the nice people that i worked with like yeah that's the only thing that gets in the way like do you want to be part of that zeitgeist and remember she had just well she had lunch at lucasfilm uh, yeah 
you know, just, you know, just lunch. So I wonder if uh, there is something brewing in the works. And this is the, the beginnings of the, uh, you know, premature talk that usually comes out in trades like Variety and Hollywood Reporter. Of, yeah, I would love to do that one day. I would, I mean, I'm nothing, you know, like mm-hmm. the uh, Ewan McGregor kind of talk that he had for three years. You know, I would love to see it. Yeah. It'd be great. I'd like to see it too. I just, yeah. I, I wonder like what uh, form it would take, like what version of Ray they would give us. Yeah. And what stories they can give us afterwards. Yeah. 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 I'm always a little bit melancholy about the fact that we only get like one movie, The Force Awakens, with that version of Ray. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that version of Ray a lot. Very, there's like a, there's in a good way a Disney quality to her, but it's mm-hmm. so short lived. So yeah, I, I wish we would have got a little bit more of that. Right. Well, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Mark Hamill in, in Star Wars, really. Um, when he gets to Empire, he's already trying to be a badass. And in, in New Hope, he's kind of got that, you know, wide-eyed, what the hell am I doing here? But I want to save the universe. Let me save the galaxy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the progression of that is a little bit more organic from how it was written. Because he's still kind of a whiny little punk. In the second yeah. one, yeah, he is. And, yeah, and, Yoda, one, and Yoda helped that out for sure. Yeah, and yeah. the third one, he still has it, but it's the progression feels more natural. Like there's an innocence to Ray's character that is very much present in the first one. That slowly, like not even slowly, abruptly, is kind of gone. Yeah, and I never like that. Yeah, that's that is true. Huh. So I'd be curious is, to see what version they would make of her. She is phenomenal. Oh, very much her and uh yeah yeah, yeah. We're both great in that, that he's involved somehow if they're gonna if she's gonna be involved in a, in in a show let's just say or a series i hope he's right there with her yeah just like the lego star wars stories that we saw <laughs> um with uh her training him cool man they're probably gonna make a movie out of that and they're not gonna give any credit to the lego people no they won't they won't that's what they do that's what they do. That's yeah. what they do. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. That's all I had for Star Wars. Is that it? Yep. That's it. All right. Ooh. Well, I appreciate that, man. Great feeling. Thanks for filling in and uh, doing uh, God's work. L- literally. God's work. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Yeah, thanks. Okay, what uh, boo? Now that you don't sound like the Decepticon, um, give us some boo bits. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna play this. Don't you worry, boo. Don't no, you I worry, know. boo. I know. I, I it sucks that I couldn't play my El Hombre, man. Because yeah. that was, uh, you know, I'm gonna play it. the man we call El Hombre. Bitch, it better be. Oh, yeah, it's bits, bike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's bits, it's bits. Uh, I just kibbled my bits. You're back, a hombre today, bro. Back to back, you learn a lot about the yeah. exception here. El <laughs> <laughs> hombre. Better be bits. <laughs> oh, it's bits, man. I tell you. It's bits, it's bits. El yeah. <laughs> hombre bits, yeah. Um, well, uh, speaking of El Hombre and people of, uh, the same, uh, same ilk, uh, Yellowstone. Oh, wait. Oh, I Yellowst- heard about this. I heard yeah. about this. 
so this this kind of I know very little about Yellowstone. I know Raj is it's into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that too. Um nice. yeah, Raj and Lorraine aren't into it. My parents are into it. Haven't haven't started it. There's spin-off series, you know, it's basically Paramount's cash cow. You know, it's it's uh the Taylor know, Sheridan network. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The, the Taylor Sheridan Plus. Um so Yellowstone is said to have a a spectacular conclusion. That was the quote. Mm. A spectacular conclusion. And Matthew McConaughey is taught in is in talks a star for the new series that will continue the franchise. I have no idea what what that means as far as a spectacular conclusion. Araj, if you could have any ideas or any yeah, guesses. So okay, so the main character is Kevin Costner, and that's John Dutton. And the Dutton family owns this ranch. Uh, the prequels date back to 1883, and that's the Oregon Trail that leads us to their journey from Austin, from Dallas. I'm sorry, from Dallas all the way to uh, Montana. And in 1923, Harrison Ford takes over. The brother of John Dutton takes over and tries to keep that ranch afloat. Um, and then now we see, uh, uh, you know, the present day Yellowstone where Kevin Costner is doing the same, trying to keep it away from people trying to build airports and and uh, gentrifying the entire area. And, and well, not gentrifying, but just coming in and developing the whole area. So so it's a battle between different ranchers and all that stuff. So he is obviously older in this thing. So there could be a situation where, you know, he passes away and somebody comes in, maybe a long lost son or a long lost brother and takes over the ranch. And, uh, well, all right, all right, all right. I got no problems with that because McConaughey would be perfect in a role for this kind of storytelling. How was that? That was pretty good. Right? That was pretty good. That was. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate Yellowstone's very much like a modern day Dallas, a modern day Dynasty, Knots Landing, Falcon Crest, but written really well by the guy that wrote Sicario and and um, all kinds of, and um, I think Hell or High Water. Just, just you can tell that there is. It's not just bullshit. It's not a novella. They put time and effort into cinematography, writing, producing, and acting. It just sometimes feels a little bit like those different things. So that's what it is. And it's so popular because I think it it has everything for every type of demographic. Like the guys are into it because they're cowboys in there and everybody wants to be a cowboy. Um, and then... Uh, women are in there because the guys look amazing and there's amazing looking women and there's violence, there's sex. Uh, you know, it's very Game of Thrones-ish. Um, yeah. So I think uh, McConaughey would be great, boo. All right, well, good. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, it, I think it caught a lot of people off guard, but I think a lot of people are excited, maybe maybe a little apprehensive, but looking forward yeah. to it, so... Yeah, so Kim Cotter is so great in the role that nobody wants to see him leave. And I'm sure he's getting tired, like, like, like being on set constantly. And it's a grind for, you know, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's bought into it because I, I really hard because there, I think there's like a documentary series that he has of like the 150 years of, yeah. uh, of Yellowstone where he's actually there and he's yeah, going he through it. Out. And he, yeah, exact camps out and he's, 
he's taking pictures and he's living on on actually Yellowstone. So uh, yeah, he, I think he's he, he's well, not fucking around. He's he's, no, he's really not. bought into he's it. He's been like that since day one with Dancing with the Wolves, the Postman, the Postman. Yeah, the Postman. And then um, yeah, that was uh, Waterworld. World. Yeah, Waterworld is yeah. very westerny. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the bodyguard. I mean, he wasn't a lifeguard. He right, wasn't a cowboy, but it was you know you could say he was saving a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did make a, a western with Robert Duvall. I don't know the name of this on top of my head. And Diego Luna, really? and and Annette Benning. Yes, they were all in it. And Diego Luna is oh. very young in it. I forgot what it's called, but uh, very critically acclaimed. And I think you can tell. Hmm. And I think that was filmed also in Montana. So uh, my, our crack team is on it right now. Um, but yeah, very popular show, and I can see why. Yeah. Um, well, the, that was you know some conversation about a show being made. Uh, now we have some movies that are uh, announced and you know uh, going to be created. I'll start off with uh, Creed Three is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I think next month, sometime next month. Uh, that looks pretty good. Jonathan Majors is in it, so that'll be pretty cool. He's he's been the talk of the town. And then also. Um, uh, four new Disney movies have been announced. Kind of, kind of obvious ones, but uh, people are going to be excited nonetheless. Uh, a Frozen Three, uh, a Zootopia Two, uh, Toy Story Five, oh and, my lord, and a sequel to uh, Inside Out. Oh, Inside, Inside Out was really well done. By the ha- way. I haven't, I haven't seen that. One. I heard it's very good. I haven't really seen that cool. one, especially with for children mm-hmm. um, that are going through a lot of uh, emotional things. Uh, really, really well done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Zootopia is one of my favorite Disney movies. That yeah, that, that was just man. it's just funny because it, it's, DMV it's seems the best. Bro. Oh, exactly. It, it, it. I'm glad I saw it as an adult instead of a kid because I'm like, this is a great movie because it's just funny. The DMV scenes. Randy, the- have you seen the DMV scene? Yeah, like, <laughs> I think that's all I've seen. I've seen it. Oh, like yeah. Eight times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went to cut of that before the Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh, did they? That's funny. So. Oh, That's pretty so good. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, the mob scenes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the laughing, the laughing of the clerk is the best. Oh. The, ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I just love how the uh, how the rabbit the uh, she's just losing her mind. Just literally, she feels herself dying, and it's just great. Yeah. So Zootopia is great. I haven't seen any of the Frozen movies, but they're massive successes. So yeah, so oh, CB, CBs too, coming out. Yes, I yeah, heard. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. nominated for best animated movie, CBs. Oh well, look at yeah. that. Hmm. Well done. Very good. Yeah, so those things are being made. Uh, some so some interesting and, and bad news in in my eyes is something I was excited for. So the Warner Brothers Discovery merger that happened earlier this or no late last year. Um, yeah. They said that they were going to, which that was a debacle in itself, but we'll move on. Uh, they said that they were going to merge their streaming services. So essentially HBO Max and whatever else one of the brothers owns as far as a streaming uh, entity. And they were going to merge with uh, Discovery Plus, which I was excited for because I'm like, I'm not going to pay for fucking Discovery Plus. But whatever they put on you know, HBO Max or whatever I'm down for. That's not happening anymore. They're just going to stay as separate streaming services. So, yeah, whoever has Discovery Plus. Yeah, this has become like 
the Enjoy. Dude's, like money minute. <laughs> like yeah, I'm glad yeah. emerging. I can save five dollars here. Put it into a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I'm gonna talk about something else money wise. That's oh, that's not uh, not I don't think anybody's excited for. Yeah. yeah, that that'll that'll be my last one. That'll be my last one because it's it's kind of oh. shitty news. But we'll see. Is that the, the movie theater one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, so I'll do that now because I'll do that now because uh, yeah. I'll save this one for uh, for when uh, Eric is here. So, AMC, AMC is going to have a seating tier system. What are what are they? What is it called? Let me see. It is it says, uh, fuck you customers. That's what it's called. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, sightline. It's called sightline. That's what it is. That's right. Sightline uh, or sightline. Sightline. Yeah. Sightline. Okay. Um. So this is their plan. So standard sightline is the most common seats, regular price, no no upcharge. Value sightline, uh, which is the front row and select ADA seats. So some of the some of the wheelchair, more wheelchair accessible seats down there uh, before you get up the stairs and stuff like that. Those are a lower price, which makes sense. Nobody wants to sit in the fucking front row. Um, that should be a cheaper seat anyway. It should be, yeah. Yeah, it just, just, it should have been for a while, but whatever. Moving on. And then there's preferred sightline, middle row seats. These are going to be a premium price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the face I had. That's the face I had when I fucking saw this shit. And then it turned to anger and surprise. To hate, hate. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, so middle row seats, the seats that everybody wants, you know, where you're looking directly at the at the screen, your head's not up or down or anything like that. Those are going to be a premium price. They haven't said exactly how much of an increase or anything like that. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this is AMC has their their um, essentially their movie pass. If you guys remember movie pass where they have their AMC Oh, yeah. Pay this a month, you can see all the movies you want. So if you have that, that AMC pass, um, this doesn't affect you at all. So people are trying to say that they're pushing, they're putting this in order to push that idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in order to have that, uh, that their, their their little AMC pass thing uh, bolstered. So, and then other people are saying, well, concerts do this all the time, where if you want, you know, the the bitch and awesome seats, True. you know, close to the stage, right in the front. You got to pay more. I get that. I understand. But this, this, this doesn't seem to be a a smart idea, especially now with movie theaters. Str- I get it. I get it as a business plan. It makes sense. The, the, you know, the the numbers make sense to me. But it just doesn't seem smart. Movie theaters in themselves are dying as as a media, and this is just kind of. The uh, yeah, I'm laughing as they as they slowly wilt away. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, movie theaters as 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 a thing are slowly dying. So this just seems dumb. If anything at all, I I think I think that if they had said normal price and then front row and the ADA seats are even cheaper, genius makes you look good. Sure, just that third one, the preferred sightline thing dumb idea. This is not gonna go well. And then if somebody else, one person does it. So another all the rest of them are going to do it which is which is shitty you know you already pay more for the you know the recliner seats i get that because you get a better chair awesome you know you they, some of you even have the, like the the heaters in them bitch and you pay more for the imax you get a better experience great 
you know, the, these are things that they have done in their theaters in order to make it a better experience, and you should pay more. Completely understand and agree. A different seat, which is exactly the same as the one in the front row, it's just placed in a different spot. Ah, come on, come on. What are we? What are we doing? And it's still not gonna, not gonna help anything else. It's not gonna change anything else. Popcorn is still twenty dollars for a fucking bucket. A soda is, you know. You know, for a for a fucking large as an arm and a leg, it it just no no no. And I and I understand that's where they make their money is the concessions. I get it, I get it. That's why it's so fucking high, and that's why per ounce popcorn costs more than filet mignon. We'll move on. I get it, but this is just not a smart business play. I, so this is not the theaters per se because they don't get the majority of the ticket, right? The studios do. So they, is the studios pressuring the. Movie no, so, so no, no, so so whatever on top, whatever on oh, top that the so like the the theater will will cut a cut a a certain price per seat for the actual movie beforehand, and now this is AMC dishing that on top, right. so they so they get their whatever plus is there for them. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's a wise move at this moment to start screwing with the customers, man. It's a stupid move. I'm I'm a big fan of ANC and I've been to a lot of them, you know, with having moved from one city to another and it's it's always been my mm-hmm. preferred chain. The thing I have to say as much as I like AMC, their theaters and this was starting to feel this way a little bit before COVID, but their theaters were starting to feel dumpy and old. Oh. Mm-hmm. And like they just really haven't done a good job of keeping them updated or fresh feeling and if they want people to pay more for the best seats they have to they have to give they have to give more than just saying oh you're getting the best view in the house the yeah. crazy thing here in king tom in southern california it's the complete opposite they've done really oh yeah they're making these insanely beautiful uh, movie theaters down here that you can mm-hmm. dine in with the bars the seats are better the theaters are better like i don't i don't remember walking into a dumpy amc there's there's yeah, a couple of them. Some of the new ones are are really nice. I'll give you that. Where you yeah. walk in and you like this lobby is pitching. Yeah, the one right by our house that just yeah. opened up. It's beautiful. Exactly. There, there are some of them that are nice, but then there's some of them that I've been going to for a few years, even as a kid. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this place is exactly the same it was oh, when I was a kid. Yeah. So 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 King Tom is is right in some aspects, but yeah, it's, okay. the the new ones are incredible. Where you walk in, it's a the lobby's great. The concession stands are are huge and spread out. You know they got seventeen popcorn makers. They're, the line moves quickly, and I and I appreciate that. But still, I'm just like I don't know about I don't know about this business plan, folks. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know either. if it's even a questionable business plan. Whether it's going to be successful is questionable. But it reminds yeah. me of like uh, like the same way airports airlines got together and tried to find ways to squeeze out more cash for people getting the same service they were getting prior to that and yeah. smaller seats <laughs> well smaller seats but you know having me make people pay for luggage carry-ons mm-hmm. that they used to be able to bring on um because no at no matter i'd be interested to see what the breakdown is on how many if you take all the seats in one theater how many of these seats are now designated as preferred seats because no matter how you dice it this is going to come out as a increase in profit on their end. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're doing this right. and making it to where they're not making more money. And it also, it, 
only affects the showings after 4 p.m. Not that that really matters for most people, right? But that is a designation. And uh, okay, so I don't. I really don't like the idea of having like some kind of like class structure inside of a movie, <laughs> a movie theater. Come on, dude. <laughs> Can you so, Look at that motherfucker. He spent that yeah. extra four bucks. And like, and honestly, like, there's a lot of people who just go to the movies and like they would like to save a few dollars. So imagine you go to like an afternoon or you know like a 6 p.m. showing. And no, and no one's sitting in the middle area because <laughs> they have all bought like value tickets. Like it's a very <laughs> strange thing. It's like you're destroying the experience of being in a theater, man. Yeah, like, like you go to a like movie, you go to a movie at like eight o'clock at night, and there's seats. The only seats left are the ones in the middle, and you're like, no, 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 we'll go to the uh, nine thirty show. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we get the <laughs> so we can save four or five bucks. Yeah, and I guarantee you, whatever weird, price they they make those front rows, which no one like, there's almost no reason to ever go in a front row seat. No, unless you it, whatever price they are, it's late. not going to be worth. Yeah, oh well, yeah, unless it's like the premiere night of something, or you're with a bunch of friends, and like there's been mm-hmm. situations where we've done it. But I guarantee yeah. you, whatever price they change it to, it's not going to justify that being a uh, compelling reason to take the front seat. Right. Yeah, so I, I think it's an all around bad idea, unless it's free. Mm-hmm. It's a very capitalist idea. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Imagine going on a date and you're like, no, 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 no. We'll we'll sit way up the top. Now you cheap motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. what I, I was just just thinking that. But like, you're going on your first date, and they're like, um, yeah, no, we'll get those seats back in the forty uh, second row. Back yeah, there. exactly. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, a blank sheet of seats. Like which seat yeah. you like? You're like, uh, I'll take that one in the front left. You're like, <laughs> you're like, how much is standing room only? Is it cheaper? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'll stand. It's cool. Man, be guilted into buying a more expensive seat. Come on, yeah, that's crazy. In movies, movies are already so expensive, dude. Yeah, it like, is not, not a like, cheap thing. No, not even counting like concession aside. It's already like a very expensive thing. I, I went to see uh that James Cameron uh freaking opus of his each <laughs> ticket like and these weren't like special seats by any means I don't think they might have had recliners I don't know like a lot of the theaters just have like there's like different tiers of recliners that's how crazy it is now oh yeah there's um, theaters and shit were, yeah. were, were your feet kicked up or were you uh, just lean able to lean back I think my feet might have been kicked up on there you go okay no, but um Point being, like the tickets are like twenty eight bucks a piece. That's kind of like astronomically expensive. Twenty eight bucks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and there's like different tiers, like based on what screen are you seeing on? What's the fidelity of the screen? What speakers does it have? Mm-hmm. And it's like most people don't necessarily care. It's just there's so much like parsing out of different ways to charge people with theaters. It's getting kind of absurd. That Nirvana tickets twenty four fifty, bro. Before service charge. <laughs> Shoot, that was the nineties, man. It was a different yeah. time. It was the. Yeah. The last best time there was. There really was. Yeah. The way we was. Mm. Mm. So yeah. So yeah. Positive, wonderful news on that end. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. No. And and yeah. It's so expensive now. Yeah. Randy's right. Where uh, I'm. I I want to see Ant Man. I'm excited to see Ant Man. But it's not one of those where I'm like, yeah, I want to see it Thursday night. I'm like, no, I'll wait till it's. You know, because like uh, there's a movie theater around here on Tuesdays. It's five bucks, five bucks on Tuesdays. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going Tuesday. 
Yeah, because I'm just yeah. not. I'm just not. You know, if you're not gung ho about it, you're like, well, fuck that thing is just for four people. You know, it's it, mm-hmm. it's fifty bucks. You know, and, and that's just going into regular Joe Blow. You know, nothing special. You know, showing. Oh yeah. shit. What's crazy as I, I don't think it necessarily affects. It probably affects King Tom and Raj more than it affects like you and I, boo. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, yeah, the, we're talking about uh, maybe like another four dollars per person, like speculatively. But yeah, like when, when you have a family and then you have to make that decision for four people, like that becomes like you know like a thirty dollar difference between like where you want to sit here or there. It's just like. <laughs> Like I think of like the people who go either don't have a lot of money to go to theaters or have to buy tickets for a lot of people and how yep. much you're taking out of their pockets on top of asking them to buy uh, like $20 popcorns and soda combos. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not a wise decision at this moment. No. Yeah. Not something you want to have. You don't want people thinking about their money when they're trying to like enjoy themselves. <sighs> yeah. You know, that's, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Do and I want to go see being, this movie now? Yeah. And being yeah. pissed off at other people that are close, you know, and the seats that you want to sit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And then there's going to be a lot more of that. Be like, that motherfucker's sitting in my seat. And then you have Mike Pappas out there selling fucking dugout seats for a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> What's his upcharge? He's going to be selling bootleg AMC employee shirts. Yeah. I got, <laughs> aisle, I got aisle seats four in the center. Yeah. <laughs> Right in the middle, you're gonna love them, man. Yeah. You're gonna love them. Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars for two tickets. Best seats in the house. Best movie. I'll warm up the seat for you too. Right. I'll go in there and press the warm button. Down your ass is perfectly hot. Yeah. Your ass is sizzling like a bacon. These are teenagers, Papas. You want to calm down with the language, man? <laughs> Yes, it's sizzling. Yes, it's sizzling. Wait, wait, she's got a great ass. She's got, oh, boo. Why you got to do that, bro? Why you got to do that, bro? She's got a great ass. I just, she got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up it. He's so on cocaine in that scene, dude. I just, oh. I just, I just love the search that Araj has because you can see his eyes like concentrating super hard as he's looking for. He's like, oh, oh it's the it. worst. I know. It. I wish. It. See the stream deck thing. I gotta put like Pacino's face. Great ass. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Hey man, those were good bits. Thank kind you. of like a Debbie Downer bits. Economic. Uh, Stimulus yeah. report. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. Business news. Yeah, business news bits. Yeah. Yeah. Business yeah. news with Boo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there it is. Yeah. Well, we're going to end this thing with Last of Us. Uh, Randy, take us home. Episode four, it was. And, uh, yeah, the, it's right after the episode that everyone was talking about. That would be three. Uh, yeah, three. Very. We're uh, going we're gonna to spoil this, so. Yeah, we are. Gonna, we're all going to. I mean, I mean, not to. We're not going to go too in depth, but yeah, we will talk yeah. about like key plot things. Yeah. Um, I, this week when I was uh, looking over this episode, because I like seeing kind of like the general reactions to everything. Um, a lot of people were calling it a filler episode, and I don't necessarily yeah, feel that way. I, that. I disagree. Yeah, that's you no, know, it was I not think, filler. Yeah, I feel like people like kind of use that term a little loosely. It's definitely a connecting it episode, but. Filler, I think, kind of just means that there's no substance. 
Yeah. Like it's I, the I thing agree. that just makes things feel like they have substance. But there's this was an episode where they actually took time to develop that relationship between Ellie and Joel in a believable way where they had the same theme of like her trying to break down his defenses the whole episode and finally getting there at the end when he's trying to uh break down hers i thought it was a really cool episode um i'm a little uh what do you guys feel about before we talk about that because i think that's the main part of the episode uh the um the kansas city uh uh rebel force i'll go ahead boo you go ahead first yeah uh, i i it it almost you you see the 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 normal zombie movie or apocalypse you know tropes of you know this is the city that kind of takes themselves in their own hands you know and mm-hmm. and you you see what Fedra you know you see what living in the in the QZ is and they're like well fuck this and when you get to when you actually finish the fuck this portion this is what you get people who kind of do whatever they can do or do whatever they want to. And you see, uh, I, I forgot the the lady's name, but the lady in charge, she shoots the doctor because she's like, well, fuck this guy, that kind yeah. of stuff. So these aren't the greatest people. They're hunting down some mofo, still don't know why or what's going on, um, right. specifically with that Kansas City ports. And so you get the, the, the normal trope of, you know, shitty people in the apocalypse and what's going on. Um, but, you know, uh, in in the after, the after not not after credits but when you know the showrunners are talking about this they said that this was originally Pittsburgh and it was just an obstacle and they said that we wanted to expand on that and actually make them people and you know not not just a a thing to get past but something that could be not used in the future but you know an an interesting portion of the show and i was like that's genius i like that right i i, I thought that was very good yeah you know, to, think- to to just add to it which i i thought was a great idea yeah, I think like when you're using the example of the uh, the whole doctor um, part, that I think is a really good way in storytelling of where you're first listening to her talk to her and you think, oh, she doesn't have the guts to do that. She wouldn't do that. But then as you're seeing like the uh, other soldier injured outside and she asks, would a doctor help it? And they say no. You fight, you like realize that, that she was never interested in really saving that guy's life. It might have affected her, but she mm-hmm. was so... Uh, overtaken by the idea of just like getting vengeance on these people that she thinks are responsible she was willing to kill this guy the whole time she just needed a good reason to know she didn't need him and that's not a smart decision what she did wasn't a smart decision and i think you're supposed to know that and know that she's uh dictated by emotion rather than uh being a good leader and pretty nuts yeah 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 and 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 why is she well we're gonna find out why is she so nuts and why is she so motivated to find this guy and the kid. Um, I don't think she's going to care whether to kill the kid either as the way she's acting. So it's really interesting on, uh, on how focused they are about what's going on. Right. Yeah. She doesn't come off as necessarily like a strong leader. So I'm wondering what the angle is. And I think they intentionally picked her for that reason. Mm -hmm. Someone who wouldn't quintessentially be like the leader of a militia. So I'm, I'm curious to see the angle they go. Um, in this particular episode that we have on the screen right now, I thought this was a really cool scene too, where they oh, yeah. kind of, they humanize the uh, the enemy. Yeah, and Ellie doesn't have what it takes. She kind of like figures out like it's it's a it's kind of like a mirror of the previous episode where she was cutting the uh, infected, and she had no problem killing. 
Right. And she kind of takes that with her, but then sees a person who's actually begging for their life, calling for their mom, trying to like make all these like, oh, I'll yeah. give you my knife. Uh, my, my name is Mike. Or my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like uh, time out, time out. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Time yeah. out. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was kind of because I thought she was going to shoot him, but actually she didn't have a have the gall. But I think that's cool because it's going to play out later on. Like they're building like so many little extra things that are going to play out later on. Yeah. And, I, and I, what I loved about the episode was the uh, we're finally getting them to bond. I mean, they're bonded with these. I mean, King Tom, I wish you watched the show because there's a, uh, a dad jokes are galore. are galore in this thing. Especially the book this is called episode. No Pun Intended 2, but it, the yeah. 2 is spelled T-O-O. Yes, that's right. It's awesome. <laughs> so she has this book. That does make it jokes. enticing. Yeah. <laughs> she, does, she does some great dad jokes, and they're in the perfect time. And Pedro Pascal delivers us, you know, one himself, I believe, right? Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he knows he the answer to one. He knows the answer. He knows the answer, yeah, to one. Uh, and But you could see them enjoying themselves. And and playing off of each other, and and that's the the coolest part I thought about this episode was that they're finally becoming this like partnership. And um, God, it's gonna. I mean, I don't know where the story is going because I have no idea about the game, but it's gonna be heartbreaking if something happens to one one or the mm. other. Like heartbreaking, man. That you do get like this, like very just like weird, strange, almost like dark but beautiful, like father. Uh, child moment where he's teaching her how to hold a gun. Yes. And like how to like uh, wrap her thumbs around each other so someone can't grab the gun from you and you can keep control of it. And when he tries to pull it away and she gets that discovery moment that she's learned how to do something effective, yeah. she gets like this giggle. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just very, just like, it's very childlike and it's a really cool way to do it, especially given the context in which it's being done. Right. It's like, it's like learning how to ride a bike for the first time. Yeah, Exciting. exactly. Yeah, but she's yeah. learning how to <laughs> defend herself from <laughs> like being killed. Right. right. Um, those dad jokes though, man, they were, they were just the best. The dad jokes were so great. They, they really did were. save the best one for the last though. They did. You want to, you want to <laughs> tell King Tom yeah, this one? I, I'd love, I would love to tell this joke. Go ahead. Um, did you know, um, diarrhea is hereditary? No, I didn't. Yeah, turns out it runs in your genes. Oof, oof! Even took the Mandalorian down. It did. Take he couldn't take it. Down. He <laughs> couldn't take it. He's like, he's like, that's fucking stupid. Stupid. Not, not the best show for bloopers. But with all the dad jokes and the puns, mm-hmm. I would oh, love to see great. Pedro yeah. Pascal just cracking up, yeah, just true. losing it. Be like, how many takes did it actually? Cause, cause he stays pretty stone cold through all yeah, of these. Right. You know, he he might smile a little bit or giggle and be like, "How many takes did it yeah. take for for him just to you know actually just be able to be like, okay, fine, let's let's hit it. This is gonna be for real." I, speaking of him uh, being stone cold, I, I thought the scenes where he's apologizing to her for her having to go through this at that age, and how genuine he was about them, and he seemed heartbroken about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and um, and I'm sure we're gonna find out who she had to kill and the way she played that scene was just was was great man yeah yeah they're doing like a really good job like i I don't like to go back oh they did this in the game or anything but they are doing a really good job of having knowing the story seeing what they're setting up and they're setting it up in such a better way than the game even was able to do 
like they're doing these little things where if you're watching you're like oh, why are they doing it like, oh i see what they're doing that's going to make sense when it, it makes this other thing make more sense right it's, it's been really cool and then there's two other uh small things in the episode the uh the sinkhole oh shit the sinkhole is obviously like there's a yeah, the um, fucking sarlacc pit is coming dude, what is yeah. going on with that thing so in the I mean, middle of this area that they're uh, guarding, there is this one room that's kind of like quarantined off and it has like the sinkhole that's kind of like pulsing as if like something is about to break through and the main yeah. leader, the woman we were talking about before, has chosen not to deal with it at the moment because she wants to continue and find uh, Henry and Sam. Right. And that's uh, that has to play out in the next episode because I don't think we're staying there. Kansas City, another episode. No. no yeah, I think we're going to see that whatever that's going to be. That's oh, their way out is is pandemonium. Yeah. 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 And then uh, oh. obviously uh, at the very end of the episode, you see uh, Henry and Sam. <laughs> yeah. And um, do we get, I mean, I don't want to know this, but is Henry and Sam coming around for the ride? It seems like so far. Oh, no. Okay. They are. Okay. So, cause it yeah. seems like so far on this show, which I don't mind it, but it seems like we're getting a character each episode and then we're done with them and we're moving on to the next episode and we're done with them. But it looks like we're going to get multiple uh episodes of what in can city so obviously we're going to have a couple of uh of characters yeah. that are going to stay with us okay yeah the, i i they're gonna it should be sticking around um and i assume they're gonna leave in can't leave kansas city at this episode okay and then keep in mind we're still you know on looking for tommy and all that yes we're they, still looking for tommy they do an interesting thing where they take side characters and try to mirror other possibilities of Joel and Ellie through other side characters. Mm. And it happens a lot. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, just another great episode, man. I know some people thought it was a filler, but that third episode was such a just an emotional roller coaster that anything was going to seem like a filler to people, some people, <laughs> because of what we got for episode three. I thought it was great. I can't wait. I just want to and we have another one this Friday. This Friday, yes. I'm... I was telling Les that you and Les might have to do that one solo, bro. Oh, yeah? If I can, yeah, I don't know if I can pull the Friday uh, because I'll be at work and then I have tons of stuff to do. But I will definitely edit it. So you guys do it. Put it on green You're going to be listening to Rebecca Black, huh? Rebecca Black. No, All who's day. Rebecca, who's Rebecca Black? <laughs> How dare you? I don't know Rebecca Black. It's oh, Friday. You Friday. Know oh, Friday. That's Got to oh, get yes, down on Friday, right. man. Come on. <laughs> My friend's in the back seat. I got friends in the front seat. Friday. Okay. I'm kind of glad I didn't know who she was for a second. (laughs) Dude, don't try. No. No, That's great. It ain't worth anything over here. Mm. That takes my Nirvana cred out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you had a, if it were a Nirvana and on the other side it were Rebecca Black, then you would have, yeah. That'd be rad. Filled the bingo card on that one. Yeah. That would be rad. Yeah. You know who? Op- well, you know Randy, but you, you know who opened up for Nirvana that day, King Tom and Boo. <laughs> it was Bobcat Goldthwait and um, the Butthole Surfers. Oh. Bobcat was crazy. punk rock as hell, man. Punk, yeah, he was very loud. Yep, very loud. Well, thank you, Randy. Appreciate that, man. My pleasure. That was uh, a little, a little uh, stroll down the apocalyptic world of. Uh, Last of Us. My buddy's watching. Oh, Daniel, you know Daniel. Daniel from work. Oh, he's yeah. watching it. He's uh, caught up, and it's, it's cool seeing him watch it. He's watching. Has he been work. liking it? Yeah, he loves. It. Yeah, he's really liked it. Oso said he was liking it. Yeah, yeah, which is cool because people that usually aren't into like these fandom kind of things are into 
this show that means it's just a testament to how good this show is so mm-hmm. it's really cool man yeah really cool anything else anybody wants to uh talk about we're all good i think that wraps up 340 guys um king tom chansky where can people find you you can find me doing patreon shows here on the sith list and for uh bed motivators blue harvest and steel wars uh and then you can also find me on twitter at tom chansky where i'll be launching a petition to stop the gobot star wars crossover yes (laughs) i can't stop it it's inevitable okay let's Gobots can go to hell. <laughs> Randy, where can people find you? Uh, would you believe me if I told you that I don't have anything to share with you as far as links? Um, I do not believe you. <laughs> you can find me on youtube.com slash sitlist. There it is. We That's do reaction videos. We do. Who, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at the Sith List, boo. And you can find me at the Sith List anywhere social media is found. Guys, check us out for episode number 341 next week right here on the Sith List.